Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we're going to break down the various outgoings at the club as the Chelsea fire sale gets started. We've got Havertz on his way to Arsenal, Kovacic on his way to Man City. We're also going to talk about how the Saudis PIF is helping us sell players this summer. We're going to discuss the potential incoming signing of Villarreal's Nicholas Jackson. We're going to check on the pursuit of Moises Caicedo. I'm going to chat Poch and the goalkeepers. And I'm very happy to announce we're back after a, a very short break, but uh, maybe a much needed break after that long old last season. Um, but I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by our good, well, my good friend Brady, but Craig's gone missing. He's, he's, we've, we've sent him to Vegas. Yeah, Craig's uh, trying to chase a million so we can get some more jingles from Jake because they're a bit expensive and... Uh... Maybe, maybe, maybe you can buy some players for the pod or something like that. I don't know. Just come to chase some millions, get up the uh, the FCR bankroll, basically. But uh, yeah, just the two of us today. Lots to go through. It was a bit of a quiet first week or so, but it's exploded recently. Uh, lots of incomings and outgoings, and yeah, loads to cover. It's going to be a long summer, and we, I mean, Poch isn't even here yet, so yeah, it's going to be a long summer. Yeah, so you kind of get on this sort of roller coaster of emotions with all these sort of Twitter alerts where people are coming, deals yeah. potentially been agreed, and then next thing you know, the, you don't hear anything about it for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah it's, it tests your, test your patience, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I've got a little bit of a pre, uh, bit of a quiz. A little, I've t- tallied up all the players who are likely to be leaving, should be leaving, are linked to be leaving. Do you know how many players there are? If you had to guess, I'll give you multiple questions. Well, which was 14, 17, or 19? 17. It's 19. And, 19. Uh, That's loads, isn't it? We've actually had one go. So I've, I've, I've assembled this ESCR transfer list, this sort of hit list. Uh, <laughs> and we've got man down. Uh, who's got, who's gone? gone? Is it? Well, we've, we've had... Is it, it's, is it the release... No, this is not low knees. I'm not including that. I'm not including FedEx and Zakaria. This is players who are employed by Chelsea Football Club. Timmy, Timmy Bakayoko? It's him. It's Bakayoko. He's, he's finally gone. Which shows you how much Chelsea are evolving. Because he, he's like a familiar piece of furniture. Was never really used or sat on. But he's, been, he's, he's gone. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. surprise. Yeah, so. Well, it's good news. Although... What I'd say about Bakayoko is he does have one of the best songs um, of, well, yeah, definitely the last four or five years. Yeah, he has a yeah, great song, a great chant. Um, I think so, he played the worst half I've ever seen, Watford away. Yeah. It wasn't even a half, was it? It was no. terrible, and they got sent off. Half sent an hour. Off, yeah. yeah. Got that the... that night. Awful. It's funny because uh, he's sort of the benchmark of bad performances now. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's a... Uh, Thanks, thanks for thanks for everything, Timmy. Yeah, thanks for everything and nothing, I suppose. Just, uh, <laughs> you might actually go to AC Milan and stay there now. So. Yeah, that'll be nice. Well, wherever he goes, wherever he does. Yeah, um, best best of luck to him. We never best of luck. players. Yeah, just didn't work out obviously for various reasons. So. All right. Well, let's start with the various outgoings at the club and the the fire sale. Um, I guess we've got plenty of players that look like they might be going. Um, one of them is Kai Havertz, which is probably the biggest um, exit we've got, not only in terms of fee, but in terms of obviously profile. He's a fairly big incoming for us. Um, goal scorer in the, the Champions League final, where he thought he sort of made his mark, but really kind of failed to impress beyond that point. Um, what, what have you got for me on that? Because I know you've been digging around on Havertz. Yeah, I read an article in The Athletic last week about really why Arsenal want him. I think the shock was... It's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's you never really get these high... Do you know, do you, do you remember the last time? I couldn't. The last time a really high-profile high, high profile player went from a, one big uh, top six team to the other. Can you remember any? Well, I always come back to, like, Gallas and <laughs> Ashley yeah, Cole. Yeah, I suppose so. Ashley Cole, oh, yeah, Ashley Cole, of course, but... If, if I think Man City, Man City used to like pinch all the Arsenal players, but they never like 
For a young player, a 23, I mean, I know Cole, Ashley Cole was 23. I mean, Ashley Cole's a good example, actually. Didn't think of that. But it, it's quite surprising with Arsenal because they've got such a set first 11. I mean, obviously, there might be something Partey this year, but in the attack, they're very set with Martinelli, Saka, uh, Odegaard and Jesus. It's very hard to remove when they're all fit. So you're surprised why... Arsenal wants him really, especially for the you know sixty million, sixty five million that he's been touted to go. Jordan Campbell in the Athletic said that he feels like a good fit, and his physical profile and age is attractive to Arteta. I'm not sure what you're talking about the physical profile there, but, uh, and you know that Havertz can fit into different roles. So I mean, Havertz has had you know more varied set of roles than most Hollywood actors, to be fair, but. Um, I find the versatility is something that's attractive. And I think mainly that also they also spoke about Arsenal's plan B and plan C sort of backfired last season, right? At the end of last season when they needed reinforcements to come in when Martinelli got injured and players were off form and Saka dipped off a bit in form. Couldn't really bring anyone in to sort of save the day. And, you know, uh, they kind of ran out, ran out of legs. Gary Neville described them. So maybe you can help with that. Obviously, they're going to be in the Champions League. So... Just more of a squad player, I think. It just feels like a lot of money to play for a squad player. But, um, yeah, I, I seem to like him, and I seem to be... I've scouted him stats-wise for quite a while, but it is quite surprising they're after Kai, to be honest. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's... Like you said, it's, a, it's an interesting one. He's sort of jack-of-all-trades, master of none, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't see where he starts in the Arsenal team. I think that's an area where I would be like, Mm, I don't it'll think be he's... Where, be where Odegaard does right but Odegaard would have to be injured yeah but he's nowhere near as good as Odegaard is he yeah. well you know maybe maybe this is an opportunity where we'll see a Kai Havertz that we've never seen really in a Chelsea shirt but I just don't really see it like uh, you know we've seen enough of him really to kind of get a, a gauge on what he's good at and I just can't pinpoint what that is yeah. unfortunately I mean we've never been able to do that Tuchel described him as a nine and a half or a, you know a between a nine and a ten, he's never really been able to nail down his identity as a club. He has been in a. We have to say that he's played a, pretty, well more than a season under Frank Lampard, over half a season under Graham Potter. He was moved around in positions when Timo Werner fell off form wise. Um, so he has been moved around in maybe like square, square pegs in in round holes sort of situation. But you have to say, I mean, the big thing with Kai, I saw on Twitter last night. You know, there's a hundred second video of him just missing chances. I mean. He's missed a lot of chances for Chelsea. And if he scored them, he, he wouldn't be being sold, to be honest. I mean, well, that's it, yeah. yeah. He's missed. I mean, for a player, I think Arsenal fans have got it in their head just speaking to them and just getting a gauge on Arsenal Twitter about the, the move and some Arsenal forums that have come up online. It's just, they seem to think that, you know, if they, if they, if they give him the service or he'll uh, bang him in, I mean, that would be a big turnaround from his Chelsea career. And as Craig often alludes to, he's not exactly a mass curator either. He hasn't got, I mean, he's only got 15 assists. Uh, in his three seasons at Chelsea, uh, actually more much more of a goal scorer. So he's not an assist man. He's not hugely creative in terms of assists. He's only got one this season, and that was a two-yard p-roll uh, pass to, to Mount versus Bournemouth. So yeah, bit of a weird one. Uh, obviously, really worrying in like well, the catastrophic thinking of thinking like, wow, what if he really bangs at Arsenal? But in a in a summer that we need to sell, uh, and with Nkuku coming in. Um, I do think that Havertz is uh, disposable, personally, and especially for that money in the situation that we're in. It looks like it might get done before the June the 30th, the immortalisation date, uh, to get it on this year's book. So, yeah, it looks like it's, uh, looks like it's, it's happening, and it's, good. It's, it's by Kai. Yeah, it's, it'll be sad to see him go. He's on, what, 250k a week, so... Be nice. I mean, we have to say that Kai has been a real controversial. I'm not sure we're going to have to come up with some new material because <laughs> half, <laughs> of the, half, half of the pops are about Havertz, and uh, we get we have his own section almost uh, every week. I mean, Craig isn't here. Craig's in the uh, hot desert of Nevada, but it's actually the freezer where Kai's been. So um, yeah, we're being pretty being pretty kind to Kai in a sense, but he has been disappointing at times and. Especially this season, the second half of this season where we put him on pens, I thought he could be a bit of a talisman. Didn't turn up, you know. I thought he could really, because I know he's only 23, but actually one of the senior players. Didn't really turn up at all with stretches of games. I know we had Lampard at the end, but still just, that, you know, the Man United away game where he just missed a sitter and 
yeah, it just kind of sums him up, really. So yeah. I think we have this issue with a lot of our players at the moment. Um, and I, I, you know, I was we, we had a debate about Sterling, so I put him in the same sort of bracket where we don't really have like a really top um, player in the squad at the moment in that attacking area where you can give them the ball and something will happen. Now, there's a chance that Madueke and Mudrik can maybe fit into that role, but we're not putting anything through Kai Havertz. So when we do put it through, like the output is not fantastic. It's it's really low. It's really poor. So, you know, we, we need to upgrade all these positions. And we've invested a lot of money in a lot of these guys who, let's be honest, haven't been really hitting the high high ceilings that we were hoping for. We've had three seasons of Havertz and he's been mostly disappointing. I think if you remove the Champions League final goal, you'd struggle to find a really good performance. He, he, he's not getting man of the matches, you know, every other week. He's, he's not really dominating the game. He's not our outlet. So these are, these are difficult goodbyes because obviously it's a lot of money invested in them, but also it's short-term pain for long-term, you know, not really pain, but it's short-term, you know, pain in terms of removing these guys. People want these guys to be good because we've invested so much money in them, but we have to accept that maybe they're not. And obviously there might be a few, you know, one player who leaves it who goes on to bigger things. But the reason you sign these guys when they're younger is kind of want to see what test the wars with them a little bit. And he's really not really delivered. So there's going to be a few of these this summer where people, be, you know, I think Pulisic could be another one. People are like, oh, we could do this. He could do that. But uh, always focus on outputs. I think that's the clear definitive thing for a lot of these players and Havertz is not delivered unfortunately I think to be honest the only anxiety you have if he was going to Bayern I don't think Chelsea fans would be edgy at all it's only because he's going to Arsenal you know you, yeah, still, you always just sort of have that nightmare where you know he actually pushes Arsenal to the next level or he maybe you know he gets them deep in the Champions League and helps them out or scores goals against Chelsea etc and so if he's going to Bayern it'd be no problem it's only because he's going to Arsenal it's the kind of issue and we you know what, what could have been um, so yeah, I, I can't see it personally. I think he'd be a similar player. I think he'll be maybe twenty twenty slash GA per season, something like that. I think he'd be rotated heavily. Um, so I can't. I think he'll just fit in for them. I can't see him being a starter. So um, regularly anyway, and if he really forces his way in, or there's injuries at Arsenal, so I think he'd be a similar player, maybe slightly better for Arsenal than he was for us. But then, then eventually, I think he'll go to Germany or around Madrid at some point. Maybe a league that suits him a bit better. Yeah, I don't think the Premier League does seem very well. Um, let's let's move let's let's move on to Kovacic very briefly. He looks like he's going to Man City. We kind of touched on that it could happen previously. That looks like the fees almost there. There's a few million difference, and but the yeah. personal terms have been agreed. So that looks like it's going to go off before the end of the June as well. So uh, Havertz and Kovacic will probably be gone before the months up. Yeah, I mean, it's with Kovacic. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Kovacic. Still am. It's the right time for him, though. I've, I've, I likened it to the Hazard exit. Not the same profile player, but he deserves to go. Um, I think with Gundogan leaving, I don't think he'll definitely... I think well, Pep can turn John Stones into Zinedine Zidane, apparently. So maybe Pep can turn Kovacic into some shooter, some amazing... Uh, get get 10 goals, 15 goals a season like Gundogan does. But um, I think it's a good move for all in terms of it's good money for us, again, in a summer where the FFP is in, it, is in a bit of an issue. I think he's kind of run his race at Chelsea a little bit. I think the form was dipping a little bit. Um, and I think he needs a new challenge, and you can see that, and he completely deserves it in my book. A really good five-year career at Chelsea. Uh, won both uh, top European titles. So, um, yeah, we'll, 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 sad to see him go. But, I yeah, mean, to be, let's be honest, like, City are not really on our level at the moment. I know we were debating about whether we're top four, but City are a level above us at the moment. So... It'd kind of be worse if we're sending him to like a Tottenham or a Man United. I mean, if he went to Man United, I'd be far more bothered because I see there's more of our direct rivals this year for top three, top four. So going to City, where it'll be, you know, I can't see them, him making them a lot better, let's say. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think other teams, he could really improve them. So, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that he's, a, he's, a good, he's, he's done really well for us. He's he's always worked hard. I think he kind of has said he got tailed off uh, this season. Maybe see his head wasn't quite in it. A lot of injuries as well. So good time to release him. Um, got a bit of money for him. I think he'll like I said. I think he'll do well at City. He'll probably win the league. Um, and you know in the next under his whatever contracts he got he gets there. So yeah, it's it's a it's a strong move for both parties. And we're, our midfield needs a complete re- shake up and stuff. So. Um, 
what's what's looking like could be a really promising midfield that's going to be coming for us over the next maybe decade, depending on if we get this uh, Caicedo deal through. So we'll talk about that later on. So yeah, it's um, yeah. Thanks for all the memories, I guess. Yeah, it is mad to think that. I mean, looks like Kante is 100 off. That hasn't been. Um, we'll talk about that in the Saudi section later. But it looks like he's well. I think he's done. It's mad to think that Kante, Jorginho, and Kovacic went in the space of six months. I mean, it is mad. Mm. It's like the whole. Yeah. It's like the whole midfield is just gone. Whatever you thought of them. So I hope we can get the reinforcements because obviously we're linked to midfield players, but there's a big gap in midfield at the moment because essentially at the moment we're looking at Enzo and Gallagher. Um, so we really do need some reinforcements ASAP, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's as we expected, really. It's sort of the. It's it's a clear out, and it's a massive contractual shake up as well for a lot of these players. So, Boli, Bali, they're like they're doing their thing. They're trying to clear all the people out in old contracts. The mistakes of the past are being rectified in terms of making sure everyone's up to date with the the. The latest and greatest in in contracts. So, yeah, it's, it's just the beginning. I think this will go on to, to next summer as well. We'll see some other people shift out. So, yeah, huge midfield shakeup. I can't believe Kante, Georgino, Kovacic are not even going to be. No, they go. But in the space of six months, it's pretty extreme. It's going to be a big adjustment. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely when you know we'll miss them. We'll miss them. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully we're uh, we're on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Um. Should we talk on Mason Mount? Speaking of bigger or better things than Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's off to Manchester United if the fee is agreed. So wow. it looks like he's he, he wants to go there. It's, it's something he's discussed. I've got and... my theory on this. I'm a bit of a conspiracy. I, I don't think Man United can afford him. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to be uh, Manchester United. We know probably the biggest club in the world or one of. I think at the moment, though, they're looking behind the couch to like to get the you know when you get the pound coins out behind the couch. I think they're skin. I, I don't think they could afford. I don't think they've got the budget. They can't. They can't afford Osman. They've that Norwegian, that Atalanta striker they were signed to. They can't afford him. He's been, they've been priced out of him. I've been reading recently the Ten Hag's fuming that they're missing out on signings. Um, I don't think they can go to sixty million. I don't think they can afford it. And I think Mason Mount is going to be a Chelsea player next season. But I might, he might not sign the contract. We might only get one more season out of him, but I think he'll be a Chelsea player next season. Um, that's Heard it here first. That's a PSCR exclusive. I, I think he might not sign the contract. I think maybe a bit of bad blood. But I think if... I mean, Poch is obviously going to try and talk him round. Um, and I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading Poch's new book, on Poch's book, Brave New World. Fantastic book. I mean, I know you're not a reader. You say you're not a reader, Chris, but even for you, you should... It's really good because it describes how he just creates this culture at the club and... Um, and I think he, I think he could talk Mount round. And if Mount has a good first half of the season, he could sign in January. But that's my hunch. I think he'll be a player, a Chelsea player next season. And I don't think he would have signed a contract. But that's my little hunch. Don't know about what you think. Uh, well, if he's he's got to play his way back into the team after this fiasco. Uh, but yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll go. I think he'll he'll disappear. And I think the fee will be agreed, and I think he'll go, which would be a shame. But um, I also think he can't I stay. I, think, I don't know uh, where to get the money from. I don't, I don't well, know. Yeah, but I think he just doesn't want to be here anymore. I think there's been some fallout and it's just like probably like unrepairable. So it's just, I, he's just got to go. I do think losing the three aforementioned players that we said before in midfield, Havertz and Mount, is a bit much for me in one season. Um, Liam Tooley said in, 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 in the, the Chelsea Athletic Correspondent on the Straight Out of Cobham podcast that you know, Bodhi and Ebali and Clearlake, they've gone for revolution, not evolution. And it feels like it would be a complete reset to not have Mount, Havertz, those from midfield free. And I know we kind of want that, but I mean, Nathan Mount going out the door was not part not part of the deal for a lot of Chelsea fans. And you've got a big hole in the team there. And I do have to say, when you have the... We're mocking up, you know, we're mocking up um, potential 11s or squads for next year. I do think the number 10 looks pretty weak. Because uh, I think they're going to have to utilise Nkuku in different situations. I mean, maybe we'll talk about 9 and 9, why 10. Who else is going to play there? If Nkuku gets injured, I can't see who can play 10 unless they put Carney in there. So you've got Cassidy and Chukawamenka, right? They can I mean, you, you put in, you're putting 20 run year olds in there. Um, yeah, but that's what Man City do. Who's yeah, the backup yeah. for, you know, their left wing? It's true, but I think 
within Cuckoo, he could definitely be used as a utility man across the across the across the front line like he has been used for Leipzig. I don't think he's a pure ten, so he's a bit. You got, you got to remember that we're not in European. We're not playing European football next season, right? So our games are down massively. Huge, huge drop in games for us, right? I agree with that, but I think Mason Mount. You can't keep. You can't have multiple people knocking about for one game a week. Well, they're I never going to get a game. I personally think losing Kai and Mount this summer is a bit overload for me, personally. I um, think the Chelsea fans want to win football matches. And I don't think it matters how we do that at this point because it's been so poor. Yeah. We've got to win. And winning, uh, we can't bend over for Mason Mount with the contract situation. We've got to get people in who want to play it, play under the project that everyone keeps selling to everyone. And win football matches, that's, that's the only thing that matters. The only thing that worries me is that other than Sterling, which maybe in your book he isn't, but it, Sterling is really the only proven attacker in the attack, right? I mean, I mean, we've got high hopes for Nani and Madueke. And Cuckoo's not proven in the Premiership, in the Premier League. And up front, and we'll talk about who we're going to get later, we've got, and at the moment it's looking pretty thin. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Mount in there, he's a proven Premier League player and proven performer for us, and that's, we might need that. We're, just, we're going into the, the the season, unless we really get a get an attacker from the, another another Premier League team, we're going to go with an unproven attack. And that's well, last season we would have Mount, Havertz, Pulisic, Ziyech, Sterling at the beginning of the season, right? I would say right. they're all quote proven Premier League players, but they're actually no good. So. I just think we need good footballers. I think that's no, I agree, that, I agree with that, but I, I don't want to lose Mason. I think when if you lose have because I mean losing Havertz is quite unexpected, isn't it? I mean we, we joked about losing him, but him going is actually quite surprising with someone, though. Like it wasn't it wasn't a priority, was it? So no, uh, but you know needs must. Yeah, but anyway, we'll see. But I I, I think he'll be a Chelsea fan next time. It's just got a bit quiet on the bid. Um, yeah, maybe we'll see what happens with him. I think they're, they're conscious that they wanted to. Get the money in for Mount before. The- so I think with Havertz and Kovacic going, that probably like generates the money. So probably not as it's not as need. We don't need to push it as hard, I guess. So just one player I want to touch on. It's Ruben Loftus Cheek. I mean, I think I I tweeted on our uh, Twitter account, Eat Sleep Chelsea. We've got nine hundred followers at the moment. So if you could give us some followers to get us a thousand soon, that'd be great. I said that this guy, his career has been littered with misfortune. I don't know. I don't know if you heard what happened. Maldini was sacked as the sporting director of Milan. He couldn't write it. The guy was arranging the the, the deal for him, and now the, apparently the deal was called off. I think like called off in temperature wise, and that was a couple of weeks ago. And you've heard nothing now. And I don't think Milan want him now. So and I don't know if there's much of a market for Ruben in the Premier League. Um, Maybe your Palace is... I mean, he's obviously been alone at Palace, your Fulham's. Maybe it is, but I don't know. You could just see him being at Chelsea next season, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Maybe he could be a backup. But after saying goodbye and whatnot, it is a strange one for him because such a bizarre career and, again, another twist in it for him. So I hope he gets another club, but I, I do worry that we're going to... Because, it's, it's, you know, it's tough to it's tough to get fees for players. In, 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 I, think in, he's, I think he's gone. I think there's so many clubs who want him. Um, I think you'll see a lot more interest being generated in the beginning of July when the international transfer window opens. So I, I think it's like it's still really early on to get too caught up in the fact it's like gone a bit silent. But I think once July hits, uh, you know, people are coming back, uh, people are off break, uh, teams are together. I think you'll see towards, especially towards the end of the window, a lot of these guys will just go and they'll just take anything for him. And I think he's one of them. Yeah. Well, speaking of people going, there's a certain area of the world that's helping out at the moment with that, right? Yeah, the uh, Saudi Public Investment Fund is uh, something that's, well, it's quite controversial, I guess, to a lot yeah. of people, but I don't, I don't know about that. But um, yeah, well, Saudi's... If we explain maybe to some listeners who don't know, that the, the Public Investment Fund, they own Newcastle, and they're a government-based, they're basically like a huge bankroll. Uh, from the from the Saudi league and the Saudi government, they've actually bought the top four clubs in the Saudi league. So if you could imagine one government or business owning Manchester United, Man City, Arsenal, and Chelsea, so that's that's kind of and they're basically just throwing money around. 
especially for 30, 30 plus players who are 30 and over. And there, there have been reports, there's, there's been a few, there's been a bit of a reports on Twitter that, um, well, I think they are. I think I think the PIF, they are investors in Clear Lake Capital. Who yeah. Are, yeah, but we don't know how much. I mean, I think it's probably like 5 10%. I don't think it's a lot. It could be 1%. But, yeah, uh, it, it, won't, it won't be anything substantial. Probably. I don't think they own Chelsea, but I think that it's pretty clear that Bodie and Obadi and Clearly have a relationship with them, and I think they're utilising it. And, you know, whatever you think about dirty money in football or the, the ethics of football, it, it's, it's, a good, it's good business for Chelsea. And, and to be honest, it's come at a perfect time. If we run through the players in a minute that have gone, that are going to be going, it's a perfect time because we have a lot of 30 plus players, uh, age players that, you know, need to go. And um, yeah, we're just, clear, they're helping us clear out of Deadwood. So yeah, it's going to, we're building up some sort of Saudi uh, war chest for the, uh, for the summer transfer window to get Osman, hopefully. Yeah. And Caicedo. So yeah, it's, and maybe Anana, hopefully, but yeah, it's, it's incredible. I think no one would have foreseen the amount of people who are going to move from the club to, to, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. One of the teams that's that's operating in um, in Saudi. Uh, so we've got who, who are the players? We've got Kula Bali. So I'll go through them. So yeah, it's, you, you go. You go. Okay. I, I've 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 listed them. It's Kante oh. to L. I'm going to mess up some of these pronunciations. I, I'm sorry, any uh, listeners from that area of the world that I'm, I'm butchering it. L. Itiad, I think that's it. Al yeah. Itiad, and he's going for 100 million a year. So uh, usually he shops in Asda. I think he can probably buy Asda after <laughs> <laughs> after after this, or he goes about in a bad mini coupe. I think he's going to be getting the Lamborghinis out. Um, I think I think he's at the same team as Benzema. So maybe Benzema can give him a bit of style, bit of flash, bit of bling. But anyway, and mm-hmm. then and then so that's done. But there's this kind of group deal. So it's sort of like a group deal. And actually, Lukaku was supposed to be involved in this. It was supposed to be Mendy, Koulibaly, and Hakim Ziyech and Lukaku all offered to Saudi clubs. As Romelu likes to do, he throws his toys out of the pram and he doesn't want to go, fair enough. He wants to, as he kind of uh, clearly states every day in whatever format he can, he wants to go to winter. I don't know if you knew that. But um, <laughs> we've got the main ones are Mendy to Al Ahil. And I think that's, as, uh, according to Fabrizio Romano, that, that will happen soon. It's basically if, when, not if. So that's, that's happening. The big one for Chelsea is Koulibaly to Al Hilal. I've, I've been tweeting out on our Twitter um, account that it's gonna, it would have been really, really hard to shift Kaladu just because of the wages he's on. He's on nearly 300k a week, and you could say, well, mm. he's not going to get in the team. But he, he, for a player that is 31, um, that's probably building up a war chest for the rest of his life financially, let's face it, a 300k a week, maybe to help his family or whatever whatever he wants to do. To, to, to go to somewhere for, 100, for a, a pay cut of 67% was a tough one. Even for first-team football, was a tough one, you know? Um, and we're actually apparently getting a fee of 20 to £25 million pounds for him, which is unbelievable. If we get that deal through for him, to get him off the books... Um, to get his wages off the books and to him to actually, you know, go because of the wages is, is a great coup for us. And one a few days ago, I didn't look like it was happening. So, um, and you know, the last one is Ziyech. It's Hakim Ziyech. He's gonna. Have, you never thought that Hakim Ziyech would be in the same team as Ronaldo. But he is. He's going to Al Nazir, and uh, apparently that's that's very close as well. So I think I think it looks like we're going to be getting rid of Ziyech, Koulibaly, and Mendy this week and. You know, I, mean, then, I mean, it's harsh to call them all Deadwood, especially in Koulibaly's uh, case, I think, and Mendy. Well, Mendy was goalkeeper, European goalkeeper of the year, wasn't yeah, he, like yeah. a year and a half ago? So. It's hard to say Deadwood. I think Aubameyang's more like the Deadwood category. But players who are seen a surplus... I think he's, in, one, he's also in talks, right? Uh, Aubameyang's yeah, yeah. also in talks. I don't think Aubameyang uh, wants to move to Saudi, I think. I think it's kind of like personal terms and not agreed. I think, obviously, in Saudi... Uh, the main thing that European football have is that some of these players just simply won't want to move to Saudi Arabia. The families won't want to, let's be honest. They just might not want to move to that part of the world. It's a big adjustment culturally. Um, that's why the money is uh, being thrown around so much. But yes, we could be... That's four players in, of Kante. I mean, not that Kante is Deadwood or anything like that. But four well, he's players. going for free Kante, isn't he? So. Yeah, but four players are getting off the books. So, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, a big, it's, a big, uh, it's a big exodus, you know? What do you think about it? I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah. 
I have to say, I was, you know, we, we talk about Koulibaly this season, just gone, and his 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 ability and, and what he's offering. And it was a decision that was made on the back of people leaving. Thought we were getting a really top player. We thought he was going to be the second coming of Silver in a way and, you know, stay with us for a period of time and just boss it. But he hasn't been that good. So for me, it's a, it's a good exodus um, in terms of the group. I think Ziyech, fantastic. We need to get rid of him. Good for him that he goes. I think he's been... Unfortunately, he couldn't leave sooner um, on, on in January when he didn't get the move to Paris. So good on him. Kante is Chelsea legend, obviously. Um, sad to see him go, but good for him. Koulibaly, as I mentioned, fantastic sell for us. He was on way too much money as well for his age. So yeah, to get him off the books at this point is absolutely fantastic. I think that's He's a signing that they regretted. I think that, that and Kukurea, I think they want out of their life. I think that was... Yeah. Uh, when you first go into a shop or a kid goes into the shop or you just, I don't know, you just go into a candy store and just get everything you can and you just overeat and it's just, you're just getting greedy. I think Bodhi yeah. and the party, when they first came in, they were like a kid in the candy shop, just taking what they wanted and not really thinking about it, you know? Um, yeah, it's good. They, they've learned quickly. And, and just a word on Mendy as well. I think that's a, a really good sell for us because I think we, we weren't... I don't know what's going on behind the scenes within this season, but there was that whole contract thing. We just couldn't negotiate it. So yeah. it saved ourselves uh, some, some effort with that and get rid of him as well. well I, think, so. I think the main thing was, that, you know, Kepa, who we're going to talk about later, was on three times the amount he is, right? And I think Mendy was like, well, I want somewhere near that. And they were never going to give that to Mendy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Fantastic. It's it's not the it's not the Suicide Squad the uh, the, the superheroes it's the Saudi squads you know they've all got their amazing <laughs> abilities they've got the bendy cross ball for Ziyech and Mendy's amazing catching abilities Koulibaly's like a human brick wall I that's what we've told him anyway I don't think it matters anyway there's so much money they just get anyone you know so I think I think to be honest if me and you turned up you're 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 getting fit at the moment I think Saudi might be coming in for a bid for you mate anyone over thirty they'll get <laughs> so, that's it yeah, pop down yeah. the uh, pop down the gym. You'll yeah. see me. It could change football in the short term. I don't think it'll change in the long term. But I mean, he had just to go off Chelsea a little bit. He had Ruben Neves, who's 26, go today. I mean, it's it's some unbelievable deals happening. Um, yeah, I think I think this is becoming a concern for for people because I think it's a concern when a 26 year old goes. Of, I mean, yeah. clearly, just, clearly just for money. There's no other reason. So, yeah, but you want to get in early. Right. Yeah. If you're a, if I'm not that I'm a player, but if I was a player, I'd be thinking, right, now's the time to. It'd be like that thing that happened in the golf as well with Live Golf. Like you want to go early. You want to go early where the big deals are, where the big money is, because there's a chance that it does. It's just not quite sweet later on when it becomes a bit more um, routine. I listen to the podcast on Athletic, and there's a big push for you know changing the uh, culture of the country, and this is part of it. And who knows if it'll work? But in the short term. They're changing the football landscape, this transfer window. So um, every player, basically, there's Saudi mentioned, obviously with Messi, uh, Ronaldo's already there. So I think in general, young players won't want to go there, mainly because of, you know, winning trophies. And I think, let's be honest, for the lifestyle and, you know, the the the, cult, the culture changes they might have to go under. But it's uh, it's definitely an interesting one. I don't think we're done. I think there could be another, there could be, I think Aubameyang, maybe, like you said, uh, there could be some others, but that's four players off the books in a summer that we need to get rid of players. It is fantastic if we can get them off the books. So uh, yeah, until until they start coming in for the people that we're actually trying to buy. Yeah, I don't become, get, yeah. It's, it's one of those. It's like better the devil you know, maybe. Maybe <laughs> I, I, I think I think players like Neves. I think they'd be quite rare. I think it will be thirty plus players. Um, I think I, I I think a lot of players still want to win trophies and. Uh, yeah, they don't want to move halfway across the world necessarily to play football. So, but we'll see. It's a good model for us, right? Because we don't pay, we don't want people with like long-term contracts from the thirty. Right. So, it could actually be a fantastic business yeah. opportunity for us to get involved with. So, it's a good start. Um, you know, it's a. It, we'll see if we're able to continue it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll try and bring in some sort of legislation at some point on it. I so, mean, it's a lot of hot air sometimes, but Fabrizio Romano is usually pretty spot on and. Uh, it sounds like, you know, we're going to, our transfer list, there's going to be uh, four red marks on it. They're going to be four red list here. We might be down to 12, 13. To the, I mean, we're probably looking at getting, getting rid of 12 players. That could be nearly half of them gone. 
So yeah. uh, it could be it could be a big week in the outgoings. Lovely, lovely stuff because we do need a clear out. So, but we're clearing all these guys out because we've got to bring some people in still. Yeah. So we've got a, a a striker who I think we've triggered the release clause for from Villarreal, Nicholas Jackson. Have you been doing your your homework on Nicholas Jackson? I'll ask you a question. Be honest, had you heard of this guy before? <laughs> no, no and, but no. like, do you know what? I could have heard of him because. In January, he was supposed to be going to Bournemouth, but it, uh, yeah, it, it fell it down, right? And to be honest, let's be honest, that's a bit yeah. worrying where he was going to Bournemouth and now he's going to Chelsea. Let's be honest. like The clubs that he was linked to, um, and he had a real... It, basically, this player has got a €35 million Euro release clause. It was reported on Saturday night by Fabrizio Romano and David Ornstein and um, Jacob Steinberg, basically the, the trio of truth, I call them on Twitter, basically. If they all say it, it's probably true, maybe Matt Law is included in that. But, um, you know, if Chelsea, have, have, uh, they're going to trigger the release clause, they're going to give him a long contract. I've looked, I've looked, I've done the YouTube, the very dangerous YouTube. <laughs> research. As a, there's a good four minute video where, you know, there's some mini Drogba comparisons. He wears 15, so maybe that's a Drogba thing. Um, he can hold up the ball, he can turn, he looks creative. But I have to say, it's a bit of an odd one for me. It's a bit of a head scratcher. Um, he, you know, last season he got um, 12 goals, four assists, uh, over 1,600 minutes. So a goal and assist per every 100 minutes. But a lot of the goals were at the end of the season after his injury. Well, that's the reason why he couldn't go to Bournemouth. I do, I do think we've kind of just bought another backup striker. To be honest, I don't unless they're thinking of going just with Brozier. I mean, it's kind of common knowledge that the DDF, that show David Fafana will go alone. Very likely needs alone. I think needs some football. Uh, Brozier, we're not sure. There's there's some stories today that West Ham are sniffing around again after their interest last summer. Well, um, I think the thing with Brozier is that obviously we're trying to get Moises Caicedo from Brighton, and I think there's a chance that. He could be used in that deal, which obviously means if he goes, then we need a backup striker because there's still in for another striker. Um, so it could be that Brozier is replaced by Nicholas Jackson, and then we get another striker, which could be Vlahovic or uh, Osman or something like that. I think maybe I've got another theory. I think Chelsea is starting to go for cheap alternatives a little bit. I think they're. I think Potts is saying you don't have to go for the huge targets, maybe. I think there's something going on. I mean, I think they're going to get Caicedo, but I don't think that Chelsea Football Club will go for Osman this summer. Um, the, 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 the Napoli president is already saying he's going to get a contract, and he said the only way he'd go with it be a gimongous, ridiculous bid. Chelsea aren't going to spend £140 million on, on uh, Osman. We spent £120 million on Enzo. Yeah, but that's a young player, generational... Um, uh, I think he's got a different manager now as well. I think he's got a manager that I think Potch is saying you don't need to buy. I, I just, for me, I don't see the reason of getting rid of Armando Broya personally. Uh, I don't see, don't think he deserves to go. I think he's been, and Potch, he's been, he's been touted a lot on Twitter to Potch. It's just, and this has come up across journalists that he wants to have a look at Broja. So I don't, I think it's going to be Potch's call. I think he's going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this guy. So I think there's a possibility that we go in with Jackson and Brozier as strikers, which to be honest would be a bit of a disaster. When you think about that, that's kind of like an Aston Villa attack, really. Uh, I mean, if we, if, if our attack next season is Brozier and Jackson, then that isn't filling me massively with confidence. But, you know, what I would say about Brozier is um, people have, there's a lot of hype around Brozier being, you know, fantastic uh, finisher. He, he had a little uh, alone at Southampton where he, he got some good goals. He was injured in that as well. But he he looks like he could be offering something that no one else can with his pressing as well. So I I don't think Brozier wants to be number two. That would be my analysis of the situation. I think before the injury, yeah, I agree with that. I think after his injury, I think he'd be happy to be number two and and and, and uh, bed his way back in personally because they're very yes, bad. Again, yeah, I mean, if Jackson's the man to be his understudy, then I think it'd be a good battle, and maybe that's the battle that we go in the season with. But I, I still think, and it's reported that we definitely are still trying to get another striker, and I'd be shocked if we don't I, attempt I to get up. When you when you I, go below Osterman, I'm not sure about the options. I mean, Vlahovic. I don't. Yeah, I, I think Osman is the player you want to get this summer. I don't think we could afford him. I don't think we, I'm, we, I'm, we can't I'm, afford not to get him. 
because not, we, we can't score a goal. I just don't think they're going to spend. I just think it's outrageous. We can't score a goal though. We we have to get someone yeah, who can I score agree. goals. I agree. This is why this with his why this Jackson one was very left field and a bit odd to be honest. Um, it feels like we've just bought another Brozier in a sense. He just bought another backup really. Unless this kid it actually is really good, but um, but likely if you've not heard of him. <laughs> Well, no, well, no. Exactly. You never know. You never know. You do never know with these guys. I mean, he he could turn into like someone who's unbelievable, but so unlikely. Yeah, the YouTube video was great, but the you know he's he's only <laughs> played one. He's only played sixteen games. He only played a hundred. He's only played sixteen hundred minutes of top flight football in his career. So, um, to have him as Chelsea striker after last season would be uh, a bit of a weird one. But let's see. I mean, I mean, it looks like we're going to bring another big striker, but I just think it's awesome and a bust and. I'm not sure we can afford him. So, well, not afford, I don't think... It's going to take a humongous, humongous bid. Or maybe we can loan them Nicholas Jackson when we sign Osserman. I don't know what I don't know they're going to do. But, um, yeah. So, we'll have to wait and see. Well, another, another player who might be coming in is, is Moises Caicedo, who yeah. we know very well from his season this, this year in the Premier League with Brighton. He's playing kind of DM. Um, he's 21, which is... Unreal if you watch him play. <laughs> he looks way, he looks like he's about twenty eight. Um, just his composure and his his ability on the ball, vision and stuff. So I think this is a incredible pickup if we can get Caicedo to be honest. I think this is the this would be a fantastic signing. I think if we're into next season with Caicedo and Enzo in the middle, that is huge. Yeah. That is huge. And I think Poch needs runners, he needs youth in the middle. I think Jorginho Mm, Kovacic isn't exactly quick um, in terms of sort of stamina I think he's obviously quick off the mark acceleration wise and Kante's never going to play so it's for me this is a huge huge pick up if we can get him it's looking like we are as well it looks like he actually must come to Chelsea which is amazing yeah I think you know he's got he's been, com- he's been compared to Golo Kante before um, he can win possession advance really quickly um, I watched a strategy video on YouTube just now in terms of the breakdown tactically, and you know he's he's got he's he's got kind of everything you want in a box to box player in a sense of n- not amazing going forward, hasn't got a huge goal for it, but can win the ball back in in key areas, can progress with the ball very quickly. He's passes. He's just a very efficient player, a very strong player, and someone who can really unlock Enzo as well. Uh, and Enzo can go up the pitch a little bit more. I know Enzo's father's talked about. Um, how he and Potch have spoken about Enzo's new role with the new season. So it's not just that we're getting this player, it's that we could be really getting untapping the potential of um of of our you know our record signing. So uh, and you know our player of the year last year when he was probably playing too deeper than he should be. So um yeah, it's looking good. Arsenal apparently are uh, out of the race because uh, obviously they're kind of all in on Declan Rice, which is kind of like an open secret. But yeah. I think it could be a fantastic pickup. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a great sign. The only problem is is we're gonna get the Tony Bloom <laughs> Brighton director putting the Pucareya 30, 40 percent tax on. He might just slap a hundred million, hundred and twenty million on the kid and I'm not sure they're gonna go that big, but I uh, don't think they well, I, there's it from what I see there's an agreement that he was being you know, he's being able to be sold. I don't think he would appreciate you know, suddenly his his value goes up. 40 million when uh, it looks like we're, we're sniffing around sort of 80. So, yeah, definitely, it's... Definitely don't want to lose Brozier in this deal. Obviously, they're going to be praying for us to use Colwell and a party exchange. That definitely won't happen. I think a big... Just uh, going back to Koulibaly, I think Koulibaly leaving really helps us tempt Levi Colwell to uh, sign a contract because he'll probably be... We'll just have, you know, he'll be kind of fist fighting for that face of Baddy Shield. They're both really good players. Um, and I think we're, we're, we're halfway to uh, Chelsea and Hove Albion. Yeah, 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 we are. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so um, they've, apparently they, we tried to put Gallagher in a deal, but they don't like his wage structure. So um, I don't want to lose Brozier in this deal, but I think a, a flat cash deal would be the best. Um, and we'll see if it works out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. If we got Osserman, if we start next season, we've got Caicedo, Osserman, and Nicholas Jackson. I don't think I'll be too disappointed if we lose Brozier. I think I think I think that'd be a wonderful window. Personally. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So exciting stuff there, and 
Yeah, so an area of the pitch um, that we haven't discussed yet. So obviously when we... looks like Poch wants a number nine, number six, but he also might want a goalkeeper, which is a bit of a contentious issue because it, we've heard sort of contrasting reports, really, that one, he's happy with Kepa as his number one, or kind of two, that he... Obviously, we're chasing up Anana. Um, we've been in contact with Inter Milan. Chalaba could be part of that deal. They did want Koulibaly as well, and obviously Lukaku is keen to chuck his name in there. Um, and there might be some other goalkeepers. I haven't seen any other names that I can remember. But what do you think about this? Do you would you would you mind if it was Kepa number one next season, or do you feel that we need I, I a new goalkeeper? I call this the Kepa situation. Uh, this section. I think we should come back to you. I mean, what do you think? Because I know that you in the background and WhatsApp, you've really been. With Kepa stays, how would you feel if he's number one next season? Go it's ahead. a disaster. It's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, it's a complete disaster. Yeah. If Kepa's number one goalkeeper next year, it's an absolute backward step for us because we can't, we can't, we can't push forward in the league um, with him in goal. And I know the defensive numbers were good last season, but you also have to look at the games that we're playing when he's in goal. How many times he's given the ball away? How uncomfortable he puts the defence in? He can't play with the ball at his feet. He's constantly kicking it to the opposition when he boots out under pressure. These are things that we need to address with a new signing. He can't improve in so many areas, like coming out and getting balls from crosses, decision-making. Sure, he can save a, a one-on-one. You know, lots of goalkeepers can in, in all the leagues in, 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 the, U, in the UK and, and around the top five. So I'm not concerned with his shot stop. I am concerned with his general all-round play and I think there's a big issue with us really pushing forward with style of play, how we want to you know, play out from the back. We can't do that with him in goal. You know, Mendy was worse than him on the ball, but he made up for it with some top goalkeeping and when that went out the window, he's gone now and Kepa's on the brink for me. He's probably only around because of his wages and hard to get rid of him, so... I don't think he should be number one. And I really, 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 really think we need to be addressing the situation immediately. I'm getting a new goalkeeper in and keeping Kepa around as a number two because obviously we can't sell him. And obviously we've got Slolina as well, the guy um, from, from the US. So we're looking, we're looking forward to seeing what he can do, especially in maybe okay. some of the cards. When Chris starts talking about Kepa, it's like a wind-up toy. He just keeps going and going and going. He just, it's like he, it, it, I think with Kepa... Uh, I mean, one thing, one good thing is Poch has clearly been listening to the podcast because I said that Keppel was most improved. So he's clearly been listening. And But as Arkin said, I said that, tweeted out that Poch believes that him and Tony Jimenez, again, I've been hearing a lot about in this book, Brave New World, just closing it to him, that he believes that this Tony Jimenez can turn Keppel around and he can maybe get a number two to push him. With uh, the Valencia goalkeeper Georgie uh, Mama Dashavili, I can't I think I've probably butchered his name, but that's what the names were mentioned with. Mentioned with. I think with Kepa is I agree that he isn't good enough to be number one. I do think if you're not going to get Anandolo and Mike uh, Mangion, I think his name is how you pronounce it, the French goalkeeper AC Milan, I think has turned us down essentially. I do think below them, the options are pretty poor, to be honest. Um, you could get someone like Martinez at Villa, but he's quite old. I don't think it would really fit in with our strategy. Not that age really matters with goalkeepers, but um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I, I, I agree with you. I think if we keep Kepa, I think it's a huge, huge, huge gamble for Poch if he puts Kepa in as number one and one that a roll of the dice that ultimately probably will fail. Um, I'm not as down on Kepper as you are, but and you and Craig are. But I do agree he's not a good enough for number one. I think he's a good number two, uh, and that's obviously not number one. There's somewhere in between, like a 1.5 maybe or something like that. Like just, he's just not not there. Um, just got too many weaknesses in his game, especially aerially and distribution wise at the end of the season. So, but it sounds like we've ended our interest in Anana. So, and again, I don't know if this is a strategy where. Chelsea don't want to spend £60 million on a goalkeeper. I think they're a bit bored of being pushed around and paying these huge prices for players. Um, I think that that Jackson deal that we spoke about earlier is them looking for a bit of value, maybe. And um, 
I think if you buy if you buy someone, you've got to really buy someone who's going to be the long, a better long term. If you buy this kind of middle of the right, like David Raya, for instance, David Raya has got similarly bad stats to Kepa for long shots conceded uh, outside the box. So I think if you're going to buy someone, you've got to buy someone really good. And if not, really going for Nana, I don't really. So um, it's looking a bit ropey in goalkeeper to miss. Yeah, it's not my deal. I don't know <clears throat> enough about the goalkeeping market, but yeah, I think Anana is definitely the pick of the bunch. I think he's a leader. He's captain, obviously, of Inter. He had a fantastic campaign last year. He's f- so good on the ball, like unbelievable. He's, he can basically play. Um, and yeah, I just think if you think about like the like Liverpool when they have Mignolet and um, Chris and all that stuff, and that was all just a load of nonsense. And they 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 just they got rid of these guys because they will make a mistake, a big pivotal point in like a game, and they might go good for two or three games, but then then they'll cost you. And I think City did the same thing with Bravo as well. They just yeah, cleared these guys cool. out and, yeah, and Joe got Hart, Joe Hart when um, Pep arrived, he just got him out straight away. Yeah, exactly. And you like, you know if you go back to you know Brian Clough when he was at Forest and. He, you know, he's talking about, you know, you've got to start at the back. You've got to build from a base and start with your goalkeeper and your defence. And you have to make yourself difficult to beat. And with Kepa, we are not difficult to beat. He's letting goals in, like they're going out of fashion when they're on target. So we've got, we've got to start from there, in my opinion, and build forward. So, yeah, yeah got to go. Maybe we'll go back in for an honour, but um, it's looking a bit ropey, the situation I said before, and very unclear. Oh, well, Poch, I think Poch is making it clear that he thinks Kepa's number one, but... It's a it's hugely contentious issue, and yeah, one that might might come back to bite him. Let's be honest, but let's see how it goes. All right. Well, do we have anything else? I'm a, well, mate. I know you're gonna love this. I've got a little uh, quiz. Questions about the blues, so you don't lose the beat. A few clues, correct answers only. It is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. You got a quiz. Here we go. He's back. Oh, look at the Tony's voice. He absolutely loves it. It's like a kid at Christmas. He thought he thought he didn't get any presents, and I've hidden behind the tree. And here we go. We've got we've got a quiz, and this quiz throughout the summer, it's going to be uh, name this transfer. So it's just going to be quite a simple quiz. So basically, it's going to be I'm going to give you the clubs. But obviously, with Chelsea involved, but I'm going to give you the club uh, and Chelsea, and you've got to try and name the player, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like this. I like this. So it's how many? How many do we have? Sorry. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Good luck if you're listening as well. See if you can get it for me. Yeah. Um, Let's give me a sec. Make sure I've got the pronunciation right here. Yeah. So this player moved from. FC Augsburg to Chelsea. Augsburg, the German team. Yeah. So how we'll do it is I can give you clues pad in, but if you need a clue, let me know. I've got clues, obviously. Okay. I need a position. Unfortunately, I think it's defence. But... I'm not going to get. I'm not going to give you position. I'm going to give you. The year and the the amount, and then I'll start giving you positions. Give me the amount. Twenty six million euros. <laughs> okay, Augsburg, German player. Well, we don't know if it's German. Congratulations! If there's any Augsburg fans listening, I doubt there are. But they just avoided relegation this year, so congratulations. Nice, good job. Post, as they say in Germany. Cheers to you. Well done. Stretching well, out our market now, aren't we? we were, yeah, uh, well, I've got 900 followers, mate. We've probably got one Augsburg uh, follower in there. <laughs> okay, give me the year, sorry. He, he came in 15 to 2015 and 2016 season. 15, 16. That was the bad year, wasn't it? Uh, 15, 16 season. Was that the, or was it the year after? Yeah, that was a bad year, Cam. Yeah. A very bad year. Is it? 
No. I was going to say Del Horno, but I, I assume he come from, I think he come from a Spanish club, actually. I think that's Del Horno. Um, Del Horno joined us. Joe Singler, where did he come from? Del Horno joined us 10 years earlier, mate, so he's slightly off there. Oh my God, I'm way off. 2015. Okay, I, need the, I need the position. I need the position. I'll give you, I'm not going to give you the exact position. I'll give you defender. I knew it was a defender. Defender. I think it's a central defender. I kind of think I might know it is. I'll have a guess then. Oh. Holy names. Is it... Um, did he wear a number nine? No. Oh, I can't remember that guy who played defence who wore the nine shirt. He's also played for Schalke, Mallorca, and PAOK, the French, the, the uh, Greek club, the Greek club. Yeah. He's five foot eleven. Three <laughs> people shouting this. He's he's, he's twenty eight years old. Well, currently, or when we bought him, sir. Uh, currently, so when we bought him, he was. Oh, he'd been, he'd been young. All right, he's a left back. So, Swar, uh, Luis, uh, what's his name? Felipe. Felipe Luis. Felipe. No, not. he come from Atletico. Yeah. No, he come from Atletico. You're a bit better. At least you're in the right area, though. Yeah. Luipe Louise came the season before. Is it so Barbaraman? It's Barbaraman. Well done. Oh, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Barbaraman. He still plays for the club. Yes. He's, had, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think it's eight loans or seven loans. He's still a Chelsea player. He's played 51 times for Ghana. It's Baba Rahman. Absolute Le- Chelsea legend, and I'll be there for his testimonial when he leaves. Yeah, that's well. it. So that, well, well done. That's name this transfer, and we'll have another one when we in, through the summer. And uh, maybe Craig back, we'll have a couple because you know Craig usually gets all the answers. Now I'm only joking, but I might go old school. Some from the '90s, some challenging ones. So uh, maybe some from. Chelsea, uh, some players Chelsea have sold. So yeah, that'll be the quiz, mate. Very good. Enjoyed that. That was. You, did, uh, you didn't think I was going to bring a quiz, did you? I surprised you. Oh uh, yeah, I'm glad I knew it was a defender. I did think it was a defender. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good, 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 good choice there. He's. Uh, we we never. I think he did have like one good season, um, and then he got yeah, in, he got injured. He gets injured quite a bit actually. He played fifteen games for us. I don't I don't know what he did. I mean, he, he obviously came in that terrible season, didn't help him. And I don't. I think really he had a good year at Schalke because he was at I Schalke, mean, wasn't he? I mean, he's been at Reading for the last two years. It's a bit of a sad tale to be honest. Um, mm. We should just we should just sell the lad really. Um, but he's played a lot of games for Ghana. <laughs> fair enough. Put him out of his misery. Yeah. Although he's probably loving it. Maybe, but I think he needs to be given the old Bakayoko treatment. Uh, <laughs> you know. Thanks, mate. Shake your hands. That, you know. Here's a picture of Stamford Bridge and off yeah, your box. Yeah, yeah, little gift bag. Off you go. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Well, we've had a it was a busy old pod today, um, yeah. and and a quiz. Lovely. So we'll be back next week. I think that's all we've got time for today. So thanks, Brady. That's all right. Much mate. appreciated. That's all right. Um, We'll try and uh, get some more content out. Hopefully, we've I got. Howdy would have, you know, bought half our our squad by the time, or the Deadwood at least by the time we next speak. So yeah. Yeah, if they if they manage to get Lukaku, then uh, I think we'll be uh, opening a bottle of champagne or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, um, thanks for listening. Hopefully, uh, whoever was listening along, you could uh, you could have got the quiz answer as well. So well done if you got that. Um, but regardless of what happens, we'll be back next week. Um, hopefully we've got some transfers to tell you about and some, some more detail on ins and outs um, for more updates and all things the SCR you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat and as always we hope you're carefree wherever you may be and thanks for listening <laughs>